It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Optimism continues in Cincinnati for Joe Burrow's deal to get done before game day. And game day is here. It's time to talk about the Bengals' keys to victory and the biggest factors in our game preview for week one. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, and you can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts, and that makes it easy for you to join that first listen club with all of the other folks that make us their first listen of the day and to become an everydayer and not miss an episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We've got you ready to go here for week one of the NFL season. And, of course, before we can even talk about the week one game, we have to talk about Joe Burrow as of the time of recording, 3.20 p.m., still unsigned on Thursday afternoon heading into week one. But optimism reigns that that will happen before game day. We'll talk about that in this episode. Brought to you, by the way, by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code in all lowercase letters locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. James, let's get the Joe Burrow contract update done here first. He spoke to the media on Wednesday, talked a little bit about that yesterday, didn't have time to go into a ton of depth there. He does not seem concerned about this deal getting done nearly to the degree that fans are waiting for this deal to get done, but reports continuing to indicate optimism. And and I believe that everyone that has checked on this has heard optimism. What have you heard? Well, as long as any crickets, you know, there are no crickets that get in the way and, and there's no crickets that get in the way, Jake. I think that one, yes, we'll have time to talk about Bengals Browns today Two, Joe Burrow contract. I expect it to be done and us to have some kind of emergency episode between now and when they leave on Saturday afternoon. I'm confident in saying that could something hang it up and it not happen. Sure. It's, it's possible. It's like anything else with, with negotiations and everything that goes into it, but there isn't, I haven't talked to anybody and not that everybody's talking about it that you know that's in the know but the people that you would think would know something everybody's optimistic everyone expects it to get done ian rapaport on thursday echoing those same sentiments so when you're hearing it locally and then it's the same vibe nationally and and you just you start to talk to, to people around the league everyone kind of assumes it's going to get done now does that mean it needs to get done and i'm not telling fans not to worry at all because until it's done it's not at the same time, the general feel is that it's going to get done. And by the way, that makes sense because out of 
everything that Joe Burrow said on Wednesday, clearly we know that the Bengals value him. Mike Brown calling him the heart of the organization when he talked on July 25th, I believe it was, right before training camp started. And the other day, Joe Burrow saying he wants to be here his entire career. If both sides want to get a deal done, and yes, Sunday is that imaginary deadline, and really I think it's flying to Cleveland is that imaginary deadline, then I expect it to get done. So hopefully it does. Hopefully we're reacting to a deal. I can't wait to hear you say, man, I – I really want to see all of these contract details, but here's what we have right now. I love it. I'm ready for it. And so this is hopefully our last show before the Joe Burrow contract episode, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I think those will be words that come out of my mouth verbatim if we do not have full <laughs> contract details when we start talking about We won't. There's the, no way the we Joe will. Burrow contract. Yeah, because we're going to go as soon as we can after we get that news. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that aligns with everything I've heard as well. Optimism that the deal is done before game day has been the theme of the week. And like I said, you hear Joe Burrow talk about wanting to be here for his whole life and continuing repeated, repeatedly not expressing concern. The deal will get done when it gets done. I'm focused on Cleveland. That should give you a lot of optimism that this will get done. On the other hand, there's been a lot of speculation that T. Higgins' deal is tied to Joe Burrow's deal in some way, shape, or form. Bengals fans hoping on September 5th, 9-5, that both deals will be announced, for example, due to both of those numbers being in the date. Dan Graziano reporting from ESPN that the Higgins deal is not done and might not be anytime soon. The quote continues as the market for high-end receivers is waiting on resolutions for Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, CeeDee Lamb in Dallas. And obviously, Jamar Chase's extension coming up as well. That Justin Jefferson deal does not seem imminent based on my understanding and based on just reading the tea leaves and and reporting out there on Thursday. And if they're waiting for those benchmarks, then you're, you're probably not going to have those anytime soon. The other complicating factor here, of course, T. Higgins agent David Mulligetta Again, probably looking for those guarantees, and and that would require the Bengals to probably break structure a little bit, and they didn't do that for Jesse Bates. So they do it for a wide receiver? Time will tell, and they do have time, and they could work something out after the season as well if it doesn't get done beforehand. But based on everything that people involved, I guess I should say no one who would know has said that this is close to being done, based on my understanding. Sure. And I wonder, I'm trying to think exactly how I'm going to, to, to word this, but wh- what's it going to take? Like for David Mulligetta and T Higgins, and, and obviously Mulligetta works for T, but what's it going to take? We know the situation in Cincinnati. They have a, a number one receiver. So is it AJ Brown's contract? Four years, 100 million with $57 million guaranteed. Is it more than that? Is it borderline Justin Jefferson? Like he's not getting that. Like that's not happening here. There's no way that happens. And, and so I think that part is is interesting. Would they do the AJ Brown deal? The guaranteed part might be different, but the four years, 100 million, I think it's in the ballpark. Like I think that's sort of reasonable for T Higgins. And, you know, if, if that's his ask, I, I wonder if three years is even remotely on the table. I think Bengals-wise, they 
they would be interested in that. But yeah, I all along and really throughout camp, the, the farther into camp we got, obviously we're through the preseason just a few days now from the start of the regular season. I was never super optimistic about T. Higgins getting a deal done. And especially because Burrow hasn't gotten done yet and he is the priority. And so now it's like, all right, try to get him done before Saturday. And then you look at T, it just feels like, and not that they haven't had communication with T, I'm not saying that, but it, it just feels like it's going to be tough to get something done that quickly. If it does, then Bengals, the Bengals internet, I was going to say Bengals Twitter, but it's really Bengals internet will explode. We will uh, have bonus episodes. It would be crazy. I just don't foresee both getting done. Certainly not before Sunday. It would be a bit of a surprise at this point. It would be a welcome surprise, I think. I, I could see it making sense for the organization to keep these receivers and Joe Burrow together as the core to build around, the core to take to Cleveland to try to win this AFC North going forward. They will have these guys together, of course, this Sunday in Cleveland for a 1 o'clock start. Hmm. The game starts, or sorry, the season starts in Cleveland, James and... With all that said, it's time to talk about what some of these X factors could be as the Bengals are looking to get off to a hot start and get Joe Burrow's first win in Cleveland. We'll get into those keys to victory coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by Nutrafol, and 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. It's normal. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of the thinning with Nutrafol, the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients, and their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Take the first step to visually thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 health healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair at Nutrafol-.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-F. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and promo code locked on NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside Brewery. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the shirt. Rumor has it that some Streetside merch is being sent to Jake. Let's go right now all the way in Canada. Man, I can't believe they reach all the way there. Their beer is amazing. They've been family-owned and operated since 2016. I visited them just a few weeks ago, and, well, the regular season is here, and that's why you need to know that Streetside is going to have tailgates before every single home game with drink and food specials, games, prizes, and whether it's their New England IPAs, their fruited sours, or they're just good old boring lagers, they have a beer for you. 24 beers on tap. I, I love Streetside because... They have unique flavors that you're not going to get anywhere else. It is not your simple regular beer list. You are going to try something new and have multiple options and find a bunch of beers that you're going to enjoy. And if you just want to check them out for happy hour, you can Monday through Friday, four to six, check them out. 
right now, street side. They're in Columbia, Tusculum, near Lunkin Airport at 4003 Eastern Avenue. It's not the west side or the east side. The best side is street side. James, let's talk keys to victory. The Bengals and Joe Burrow have played some very high-profile games in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I, I think I mentioned this yesterday. The Bengals' road trips to Cleveland under Joe Burrow, where Joe Burrow has played, and I'm including this week in this, is this weekend's season opener and two primetime games. It's a lot of high-profile, big games, a lot of attention on Joe Burrow when he goes up to Cleveland, a lot of attention in Cleveland on the games. That was one of my favorite Joe Burrow games, his first game in Cleveland. Thursday it night. really was. Yeah, the the 37 for 61, 316 yards. I think it was three touchdowns. He threw a touchdown to Mike Thomas. He, he's got Denzel Ward draped all over A.J. Green. T. Higgins replaced John Ross mid-game. He, he's just kind of piecing it together with uh, with Higgins, who is still working working through his, you know, being a rookie in the league. And uh, you look up, and he kept the Bengals in that game, and they had no business being in that game. So that, that is one of my favorite Joe Burrow games, and I think it gets overlooked a bit. LeBron tweeted about him during that game, by the way, praising him. Yeah, there you go. That's when you know, right? It's uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a different Browns team yeah. than we've seen. And they have had the tendency to remake themselves year over year. So I guess it's not what? new that the what? Browns have made some changes. But there is some sort of newfound continuity in Cleveland as well, at least on the offensive side of the ball, where there haven't been significant changes. The, the big addition being Elijah Moore. On the defensive side of the ball, though, which is where I think we start for Cleveland, and when the Bengals have the ball on the Bengals side of things, you have a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, who has spent some time with the Titans, spent some time with Philly in recent years, has certainly seen this Bengals offense go against his teams in recent years, will take over, and the defense wasn't really the problem for Cleveland, at least consistently, when these teams played, at least in Cleveland. But they made significant changes on that side of the ball, including the additions of Zadarius Smith and Oba Okoronkwo to go along with Miles Garrett in the trenches. They add Juan Thornhill in the secondary. And, and the, the biggest difference to me is going to be the change in scheme and how Jim yeah. Schwartz approaches this game. Because he's, he's had success in his three games against Joe Burrow, going back to Philly, his rookie year, and then a couple games with the Titans. He wasn't a defensive coordinator at the time, but he was involved. But how he approaches this game, my understanding is the Browns want to play more man this year, play less too high stuff this year. And that's asking for trouble, I think, against this team. Even with the guys, and they're very confident in their corners in Cleveland just as Bengals fans are more confident in their receiver core and their quarterback. Yeah, they're not going to go man on chase. I, I mean, good luck. You, you know, like, well, fine, go man on T. Right. T tell me how that goes. It's not going to go well. Spoiler. Who, by the way, has all the motivation in the world, if, if a deal isn't done, to go out there and have a 1,500-yard, 15-touchdown season. I think it's um, – it is interesting, the Jim Schwartz factor, because he's established in this league and you're going to see right away, is he going to do what he does 
or is he going to adapt to to his opponent and and do kind of what we've seen from Luana Rumo? And and maybe it's a mixture of both. Maybe they start out doing what they do, and if it, it doesn't work early, they switch. And that's that's the part of this I think that is going to be really interesting on offense, especially on offense, adjusting on the fly. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have been really good at doing that. We've talked about fast starts and slow starts and, and, and all of those things because when they've started slow, usually they figure it out and they're able to adjust on the fly. How quickly can they adjust? Because they might get off to a slow start. Joe Burrow, zero preseason reps. Uh, This offensive line hasn't played together in the preseason. And I agree with it. I still think it's the right decision. That doesn't mean that this offense is just going to hit the ground running. It might take a series or two, but that's it. You can't let it take longer than that. You have to figure it out quickly. And by drive two, certainly by drive three, it needs to be in gear, especially if you didn't do much on the first series or two of the game. Ideally, that would be a great, great way to do it is, Schwartz comes out man to man. You're able to beat him at his own game. He switches up. We'll see if that go if they go that route. But uh, yeah, I would be shocked. I don't know anyone that can guard Jamar Chase one on one. Like just one on one straight up. Good luck. You might get him on a couple reps, but you're not going to get him all game long. And he's going to beat you deep. And that's the last thing the Browns want. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing if the Browns try to play middle of field closed and try to play a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one, try to rob with uh, Grant Delpit and, and try to just play single high. It's a reunion, uh, by the way, with Delpit. But, sure. I mean, that's happened yeah. before. I know. What, what's but... a reunion? The LSU reunion? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know well, it's happened before. I mean, look. I, what it hasn't happened. It happened last year. It was the first. I guess he's year. been hurt, right? Yeah, he he was hurt. The yeah. he was hurt in 2020 when he got drafted. Yeah. Last year, I think he was on the field. But this year, the Browns' defense is actually supposed to be kind of good. Supposed to be. I, I think the strength there is the defensive line, though, right? Like Miles Garrett has caused massive problems for the Bengals in his time in Cleveland. I assume that they're going to move him to Jonah Williams' side of the field because I think they feel like Miles Garrett has the edge in that contest and has had the edge in that contest throughout his career. But with would Zedaria you keep him Smith, there? Would you keep him there exclusively, or would you flip him? I mean, if it's working, I would keep him there. I, I would move him to the matchup that looks favorable, and if that's working for him, then I wouldn't move him. If it's not working and Jonah balls out, great move him around and try to figure something out. The Bengals are going to have to have a plan to help on Garrett, I think, regardless of where he aligns. But the the issue there and and what makes that more challenging this year is the addition of Ogba Okoronkwo and Sedaria Smith and and Dalvin Tomlinson. There's four dudes that they'll put on the field together, I think. I think Dalvin Tomlinson stays on the field in pass rushing situations. They'll kick Sedaria Smith inside. But you have to block all four of them. And they're all accomplished pass rushers. And so... Big part of the plan with this new look offensive line with the new left tackle, Jonah swinging over to right tackle, expectations for a big jump for, for Cordell Volson in year two. A lot of this always comes down to protecting Joe Burrow and, and winning in the trenches. And, and this week, no, ex, uh, no exception in that regard. But I do think that there's more to it than that. And I think the running game is going to be pretty important. But we have time to expand on some of these things. The running game for the Bengals, obviously the running game for the Browns, big question marks around Deshaun Watson, how the Bengals are going to deal with the addition of chess piece Elijah Moore. 
some more to talk about in this game as we continue coming up next. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Why? Well, because they one, they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players, stat types that make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And it's simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. For example, you could take Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards, maybe Patrick Mahomes for more than two passing touchdowns. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. So make sure you check them out right now at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And they also offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, I alluded to this a minute ago. Run game for the Bengals, I think, important in this game. Get You can even go read the, the great piece Paul Daner just put out. He talked to Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan quite a bit about their fourth quarter lack of touchdowns in playoff games. And, and one of the factors that Callahan mentioned is what happens when we get in third and eight? It's not good for us. Big part of avoiding third and eight as much as this is a pass first team and you want to lean on Joe Burrow is going to be early down rushing efficiency. And with Joe Mixon, the comfort in the shotgun run game, they've had Joe Mixon in this offensive line together for all of training camp. So hopefully the run game this year can hit the ground running. Pardon the. I could feel you going there. I'm like, Oh no, look, it needs to be that what this Bengals run game needs to be most weeks is efficient with the occasional explosive and they need to be a threat to break off a big one. And hopefully they, that starts this week and whether it's Joe Mixon or chase Brown. And I think those will be the two primary backs. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Travion Williams is certainly the other one in the mix, but from a running standpoint, I think if Brown's active, he's going to get carries. And so you need Mixon to be better than he was last year. There's no doubt about that. Running the football, he's got to average over four yards a carry. Revamped offensive line. I feel really good uh, about these guys running behind Cordell Volson and Orlando Brown Jr. And you, you mentioned it, like running at Miles Garrett or running at this this Browns defensive front. Try that. Try mm-hmm. these linebackers. Make them deal with that and have to think about it. Because the reason this has been such a tough matchup they can get after Burrow and they can guard your receivers. And Denzel Ward, I expect him to play, is is going to uh, 
going to be, I think, the best cornerback on the field. And that's no disrespect to Chido Uzier, who I, I have high expectations for this season. It's just Denzel Ward's that dude. And so when you have to deal with that, what's one way to combat that? Run. Make Denzel Ward tackle, right? It, Chase Brown versus Denzel Ward in space. I like Chase Brown. Obviously, Mixon has a huge size advantage, and you would take Mixon there too. At least I would. Uh, make these guys have to tackle as well. And uh, if you do that some, I'm not saying go up there and run 40 times because that's not the Bengals. I don't think no. they need to do that. But is it a 22-carry game with 16 to Mixon and 6 to Chase Brown? It might be. And if they're efficient with an explosive here or there, it's going to go a long way to help Joe Burrow in the passing game. I think the RPO game, another big factor in trying to keep that Cleveland defense from pinning its ears back, make them think, like you said, make the linebackers think, make the front four think, make them evaluate, is this a run, is this a pass? Not that the Bengals sell super hard on run action to try to confuse linebackers and defensive line in terms of reading keys and making that decision before they commit to a plan for that play, but I do think that's another factor in this game. They might have a a bunch of run plays called that have passing options built into them and let Joe Burrow go out there and make the best decision for you. The key is just staying ahead of the chains. You don't want to get into third and long in this game and let that Cleveland pass rush pin its ears back because I, I do think that's a, a big factor in terms of game script. We're finally getting to the other side of the ball. Cleveland offense, Bengals defense. A couple matchups that are obvious to circle. You, you talk about Nick Chubb in this running game. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how much needs to be said about it, but in the trenches in, in particular – I'm excited for the Trey Hendrickson, Jedrick Wills matchup. I think that is a place where the Bengals have an edge. Always really fun to see DJ Reader go up against Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio, the the and even Ethan Pochich. Pokich? Posich? Posich. The 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 Browns center. They have a great interior trio. Those are gonna be fun. I like Sam Hubbard and run defense in this game, regardless of of what happens with the Browns in the trenches, always a, a great matchup going against this, uh, mm-hmm. this Browns running game. This is the DJ reader game. Mm-hmm. This is the, Hey man, neutralize the force, neutralize the guy that in my eyes is the best pure running back in the league. I think he's just now when you include pass game and all that stuff, but I mean, as a runner, He's the best running back in the league. He's just so talented. He's tough to tackle, strong, speed, smart, all of those things. So so Nick Chubb, he's a pain. And so if you can contain him and put pressure on a guy that hasn't played well, quality football in multiple years, it's exactly what you want to do. And here's why. Here's why the, the fast start element this week is unique. Because if if even if you don't score, if Deshaun Watson goes three and out a couple of times and he has a, a rough incomplete, you're not letting Chubb get the crowd involved. Well, that pressure is going to feel like I can already envision it happening. And the the pressure from Cleveland Browns fans coming down on Deshaun Watson, this guy who signed the NBA max deal, like his agent said, is uh, it, he's going to feel it. So that's what you want to do is take Chubb out of the game or limit him. It's hard to take out, limit him, make Watson beat you and try to make him uncomfortable. And I, th- I think they can do that. Now, could there be some wrinkles? Will they do some quick game, some play action, all of those things? I, I think so. And so that's 
That's what's interesting here is you have Elijah Moore. Obviously, we know about Amari Cooper. I like their weapons. David and Joku, mm-hmm. they have decent guys. And, and so how, how does Deshaun Watson utilize the weapons around him? I think that's a big one. And it sounds like Cleveland's been trying to shape their offense more to what they believe Deshaun Watson's strengths are in the passing game. So that will probably look a little bit different this year. Wouldn't be shocking to see a lot more 11 personnel from the Browns to get all three of those receivers on the field with David Njoku. That might be an adjustment. But remember, when these teams played, when Deshaun Watson was in the game last year, Nick Chubb was held to 34 yards on two and a half yards per attempt. So. That was the the DJ Reader's game. As you said, he showed up in a huge way for this team. And and I think if you limit that factor of the Browns, then it comes down to, okay, is Deshaun Watson going to be a a halfway decent quarterback? We did not see that last year. We saw a poor quarterback. Adding Elijah Moore, very interesting addition. Something that you'll have to contend with. They will move him around. They will get him involved in motion throughout this game from different parts of the field that will be a headache it will be something this defense will have to track and adjust to i have confidence they can do it but it's something that they will have prepared for always excited to see mike hilton in these games too these Mm -hmm. run heavy physical games uh seeing how they match personnel if the browns do go to more 12 personnel keep mike hilton on the field that's an adjustment the bengals made at some point last year that'll be interesting as well And I think you will see still a good amount of 12 personnel from Cleveland. They go out and add former teammate of Deshaun Watson and now again teammate of Deshaun Watson, Jordan Akins. And and seeing him and Njoku on the field shouldn't surprise either. But a lot of fun pieces in this game from a matchup perspective. Excited to see the Bengals corners out there together and Cheeto in his first game action back in Cleveland. And our first look at these safeties, which I don't have strong feelings predicting how these safeties are going to do, but excited to see them and see Dax in that year two full starter role. James, do you have a, a prediction, a quick prediction that you would like to share before we yeah, wrap up? I got you. Quick prediction, simple. Bengals start a little slow, but they still get the win. Joe Burrow beats the Browns in Cleveland for the first time. Zach Taylor gets his first win in Cleveland. Bengals 24, Browns 20. Huge, huge win in the 100th Battle of Ohio. Got to start fast in this division with a couple division games to start the year. Not just starting fast in games, but starting fast this season. Hopefully Joe Burrow with that calf is able to get off to a strong start as well. We'll have you covered if and when that Joe Burrow extension occurs. And after the game on Sunday here on Locked on Bengals with our instant reaction and quick thoughts and analysis after the game on Sunday. So until next time, whether that's later today or Friday or Saturday, thanks for watching this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.